everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this podcast is a place where I talk about all things kindergarten. I pick a topic for the week, and I share my thoughts, my ideas, my learning around that topic. For this week's episode, I'm really excited to talk to you about professional development. I do this podcast episode at the beginning of every summer. It's kind of like a great reset button for me to be able to think about what my professional development goals are for the next school year and what I've learned so far from the previous uh, professional development that I have done. And so I like to keep you all updated with my thoughts around this and, you know, get your um, brain going and thinking about what professional development you want to do as well. And so, yeah, I'm just going to jump into this week's podcast episode. I have quite a few things that I want to talk about. The first thing that I'm going to say is that I love professional development. If you followed me for any period of time, you will know that I I'm always looking for great professional development ways to share professional development with you guys. And so professional development is really important to me as an educator. And I think it should be a priority for all educators as well. As um, a person belonging to a professional body, I belong to the College of Early Childhood Educators. And in order to keep my license and call myself a registered early childhood educator, I need to complete something called a continuous professional learning cycle. And that is just basically like always reflecting and growing on my practice by taking part in professional development. Every professional I think that has some kind of licensing body has to do the same thing so if you're uh, I worked in pharmacy for a long time so I would always see the pharmacist having to do a certain number of hours in order to renew their license they had to keep up to date with the latest research around you know medications and um, contraindications and things like that so you know if you're a doctor you're a pharmacist you're a nurse whatever you might be you are as a professional constantly learning and growing and keeping up to date with the latest best practices. And I don't think that should be any different for an educator, whether you're an early childhood educator like myself or you're a teacher. Part of, you know, making sure we are doing what's best for our students and what's best in the classroom when we are always reflecting and growing our practice is taking part in professional development and, you know, staying up to date on the latest research around, you know, teaching children um, and brain development and all that good stuff. Do I think you have to spend hours upon hours upon hours every week doing professional development? No, 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 no. That's why I do this episode to kind of narrow down what I want to be focused on for my professional development for the following year, because or else um, I would be like, like shiny object syndrome where I'd be like, Ooh, I want to do that. Ooh, I want to do that. And then I've done that before where I'm taking so much stuff and my brain is just like constantly going and thinking about all the professional development that I'm taking. And I don't know if that's the best way to learn anything. Instead, I like to pick a topic and really like deep dive into that and kind of gear my professional development around those topics. So definitely setting yourself a professional development goal and trying to find some professional development to do throughout the school year for that, I think is really important as a professional and as an educator. And of course, there are different seasons of life. You might have young kids at home. You might have health issues. You might, there's a a variety of reasons why maybe this time is not 
when you will be participating in the most professional development. And that's okay. There's lots of different seasons of life. And as long as you are open to professional development, you are still having some goals and you're still staying relatively up to date with what's going on. You don't have to spend a ton of time on it. Maybe, you know, as your kids grow older, as your health improves, as you know, your seasons of life changes, you might participate in more professional development at that point. And that's okay. You know, like you don't have to be worried about that as long as you are continuously reflecting on your own practice in the classroom. I think it's really important um, to just keep that reflection happening and growing your practice in different ways. And I'm talking about professional development, but like, I'm not saying you have to go out and take these huge courses that cost a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, there is value in those courses. Of course, there are some great professionals out there who have knowledge to share that have made courses that are really valuable and worth your time. Those can be great, but there's also a lot of ways to get free professional development that might not even take as much time as you um, you think it would take. You know, um, podcasts. If you have a topic you wanna learn more about, chances are somebody has a podcast out there and you know on your way to work you can hit play on that podcast and have a listen to it and that could be your professional development is learning a topic through a a free podcast there's tons of webinars there's so many different ways to get professional development and you just have to kind of think outside of the box there might be an expert in your own school building on a topic that you're really interested in learning about and maybe you know they'll do a lunch and learn for you you know you'll cost you a lunch and you can sit down and chat with each other and they can talk to you about you know their area of expertise that could be your professional development it doesn't have to be overly complicated it doesn't have to be super time consuming it could be just having conversations with coworkers, listening to podcasts listening to an audiobook, reading a book, however you like to um, gain information and reflection and grow your practice, there there's a way to get professional development through that. So I really wanted to highlight that when I'm talking about professional development, I don't just mean taking classes or courses or whatever it might be. So let's just jump into some of the professional development that I'm excited about from this past year or I'm excited that is upcoming for me as well. First thing I'm going to talk about is science of reading. That is like the number one question that I keep getting asked about. Uh, It's very much like top of mind for a lot of educators right now, especially in Ontario, where our new literacy curriculum just came out. So a lot of educators want to learn more about the science behind teaching kids how to learn to read. And I'm not going to delve into it here because I already have, I have a podcast episode comparing science of reading courses that I took, not this past year, but the year before. There's three different courses. One of them is free. One of them was like minimal amounts of money. And then another one was a more expensive course. And so I will link in the show notes for you that podcast episode where I talk about the different science of reading courses. So if you're really interested learning more about the science of reading and how to do structured literacy instruction in your classroom and you want to learn from experts which I think is really important definitely 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 go check out that podcast episode and um, you'll be able to decide what kind of science of reading course you want to take this past year though I did do a book club on this podcast and I think we're on chapter seven this week and we're reading the book literacy foundations for English learners 
I had spent a lot of time learning about structured literacy instruction, the science of reading, and I was really excited and happy about my literacy uh, block and my literacy teaching this past school year. But one of the components in my classroom it, that I wanted to be grow my confidence in as an educator and grow my practice in was multilingual learners, my English language learners in my classroom. We have such a diverse population in our school community. There are students from all over the world that speak a variety of languages, which is, makes it really beautiful. But I also wanted to make sure that I was supporting them the best as I could as an educator to, you know, open the English language for them as well. So reading literacy foundations for English learners was an amazing professional development book. It had, you know, the research behind what they were talking about, but then it also had practical solutions and practical things you could do in your classroom, like immediately and things that you could think about long term. So if you're interested in, you know, uh, multilingual learners in your classroom, and to be quite honest, a lot of the practices in that book are just great for kindergarten um, students whether they're native English language speakers or not, they had some great practices that you can be that can be added to your classroom. So check out that book club. It's on Thursdays on this podcast, the same podcast platform that you're listening to this podcast on. You can listen to that as well. Um, but join me for that book club. The next thing that I have for you is that if you are um, an Ontario kindergarten educator, I have a 10 part video series that I filmed last year. Uh, about the kindergarten program document. We have a very big curriculum document that educators across Ontario have to use in the classroom or have to reference in the classroom to build their program. It can be overwhelming. There's a lot in there. So I put together a 10 part video series about that. It's completely free. You can sign up for it. I've had people that teach in other provinces and in other places also tell me that they loved listening to the 10 part video series because even though it's centered on, on the Ontario kindergarten program document, there's lots of information about play-based learning in general. So that video series, you can sign up for it completely free. I will put that link in the show notes for you as well. Anything that I'm talking about here, I will put in the show notes for you so you don't have to go like looking around for it. I also wanted to mention that when you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening on the day it comes out, you're still time. You can register for the webinar that I am doing on my three-day read-alouds. I'm doing it with Scholar's Choice. Scholar's Choice has different guests on every month at the beginning of every month that they come on and do free webinars for. So make sure like that's the kind of free, amazing resource that I always love finding. They have so many great educators on sharing their expertise. I'll be talking about three day read alouds. If you if it's before 8 p.m. on July 11th, you can still sign up for it. I will put a link in the show notes in case you want to do it. Even if you can't attend live, attend, um, like register for it because they'll send you the recording. But take keep an eye out on who's coming in every month. You can follow them on Instagram and they uh, promote whoever is going to be on for that month. So definitely the free Scholar's Choice webinars are fantastic. I'm also going to be presenting at Camp Kinder, which is like a Canadian educator um, online professional development weekend. Um, they're all recorded. So you don't have to listen to them like right that weekend. You have access for it for a while, uh, to it for a while, I should say. And so that Camp Kinder weekend has a ton of different webinars and recorded, uh, recorded, uh, 
professional development videos for you to watch from a variety of educators from across Canada. I love doing things like that because I get to hear a variety of perspectives from different educators. And a lot of the time I find a topic that I want to learn more about and it really helps me zone in on my professional development. So sign up for Camp Kinder. And the next thing I want to mention, I saw, I've never attended this before. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but Canadian Geographic Education is holding a summer conference on August 23rd. It is a free conference. I signed up for it. I'm really excited to get to see what they're talking about. I don't do, I don't know um, a lot about teaching geography in kindergarten and how I can better embed it into my classroom because it is so important. Uh, but yeah, there is a free uh, summer conference, Canadian Geographic Education. And I will put a link in the show notes. It looks very interesting. Uh, came up when I was looking for Indigenous education resources. So I don't know if it's embedding Indigenous education into the the conference itself, but I'm excited to be able to watch some webinars about geography, which is not something I've ever really done before. So that'll be really interesting. As far as professional development goals moving forward, uh, I started reading the book Culturally Responsive Teaching and the Brain, Promoting Authentic Engagement and Rigor Among among Culturally and Linguistically Diverse Students. Again, with the same kind of through line of my English language learners, my multilingual learners that are in my kindergarten classroom, how can I continue to support them, not only with their language, but culturally as well, and just ensure that I am, you know, uh, having a program that is culture, culturally responsive and meaningful for my students. So I started reading that book. I'll let you guys know how it goes. So far, I think I'm at percent of the book. I'm reading it on my Kindle. I don't usually use a Kindle to read a book, but I really wanted, I had a, an appointment or something and I knew I was going to be sitting in a waiting room for a while. So I wanted to make sure that I uh, had a book to read. So I just bought it on my Kindle. I don't know how much I like reading professional development books on a Kindle, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think I much prefer having a physical book in my hand, but I'm 22% through that book. And so far, it has really made me pause and reflect on my practice in the classroom. And I hope it continues to help me reflect on it and grow my practice uh, around culturally responsive teaching. I hope to also find another book to do another book club on. Um, maybe for this next school year. I think that maybe having um, a recording of podcasts and having to record podcasts around books kind of made me really dive deep into the book that I was reading in a way that I might not have if I wasn't having to record a podcast on it afterwards. So I think I'm going to try to find another book that is around multilingual learners and culturally responsive teaching so that I can have another podcast series around book clubs. If there's any books out there that you are really interested in reading or have read that you find are really good, uh, make sure you reach out to me and let me know so that I can start looking and sourcing a book um, to do this with. But so far, culturally responsive teaching, the brain has been great for me and has been great for uh, really reflecting on my practice. So my goals for myself moving forward is to continue to uh, think and learn um, 
my goals moving forward for my practice is going to be to continue to look for resources around culturally responsive teaching and multi teaching multilingual learners. I really think that that is the next step in my practice as an educator. We have a lot of students with a lot of different languages um, coming into the classroom. I think that this year we had Ukrainian, Russian, Cantonese or man I think dad had said Cantonese but I also think he spoke Mandarin uh Urdu Tamil those are just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head so there's a lot of different languages coming through the classroom and I really want to ensure that I am being responsive to all of their needs and being able to teach them, you know, English and so that they can communicate with their peers and with us effectively and you know setting them for up for success for their con- the the rest of their school life is really important to me. So I think I'm going to continue to find books and resources around that as well so that, you know, I can create that sense of belonging and that meaningful sense of self within the classroom. So that is my goal moving forward for this school year. Again, I will link all of the PD that I talked about um, in this podcast for you in the show notes in case anything resonated with you. I know that a lot of people will be wanting to learn more about the science of reading. I will link all that for you in the show notes. And yeah, I'll also link that Canadian Geographic PD uh, like webinar thing that's for free. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how I can bet embed more geography into the classroom. I know that anytime I talk about maps or I show something on a map, the kids are always very excited about it. So embedding more of that into the classroom will be fantastic. But I really want to thank you so much for joining me for this week's podcast episode. Uh, make sure you're following me over on my Instagram. Share your professional development goals with me. I would love to hear more about them. Maybe you will spark some interest in me as well and my professional development goals and uh, what professional development you have done. I'm really excited to hear about it. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me. If you're not already following me on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on, make sure that you do so that you know whenever I put out new episodes of the podcast, which is usually every Tuesday. And of course, there's a book club coming out on Thursdays for now as well. And yeah, thank you so much. And I will talk to you all again next time. Bye.